Today, I want to talk to you about insolvency. Good morning and welcome to In The Car With Clint. Obviously, uh, you guys would have seen a video recently talking about how I lost $76,000 to a company that's gone bankrupt. Uh, I've had a few messages and even family members ask, how does that happen and how does something like that happen? You know, wouldn't, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you see it coming? And I guess that's one of those, the age-old questions that um, the government want to know the answer to as well because in Australia, it is illegal to continue trading if you are knowingly trading insolvent, which means you know that you can't meet your financial commitments, but it's very, very hard uh, for them to prove it unless someone admits to doing it. So to answer that question, um, wouldn't you know, for me, yes, I know. Like I know my numbers, um, you know, I know how much my commitments are, I know how much I've got in the bank, I know what's on my balance sheet, I know how much stock I've got, I know my wages commitments, I know my tax commitments, um, I know my super commitments, and I know all those numbers. Um, but sadly, and unsurprisingly, there's a lot of people that don't. And, you know, starting a business in Australia is pretty simple. You get your ABN and off you go. Um, and, you know, there's, there's more, um, it's more challenging to get a boat license in Australia than it is to start a business. And um, there's so much, can, so much uh, damage can occur from someone having a, having a business when going into liquidation and the flow on cascades through so many family businesses. And, um, you know, I've got a few, you know, opinions about that. I, I, I think that um, firstly, well, firstly, if you need a liquidation company to come in and tell you that you're trading insolvent, then you shouldn't be running a business. But secondly, on that, there should be some government-required mechanism in place uh, for you to be a director. And you've got, you know, if you want a builder's license, you need to go to the Office of Consumer and Business Affairs and get a builder's license. Um, and so why not have some kind of accounting and legal and, you know, um, budgeting minimums that someone needs to be signed off on prior to going into debt and borrowing money and running a business? It just makes sense to me. But to answer the question that I asked, ultimately, a business goes broke when their amount of money that they owe exceeds the amount of money that they're going to bring in or that they have available as cash. Now, sometimes uh, it might mean that the directors need to put personal money in. So you guys would have seen on the news there was a large builder, um, that there were some rumors circling around a national builder, and they put money in. Um, I think it was $30 million, and the business keeps on going. As long as there's enough money to cover the debts, that's fine. Now, um, for other businesses, like, um, you know, uh, if you've got an inventory-based business, for example, so that money that, that we lost, I need to find that cash from somewhere. Now, that's either gonna come from our bank account, it's gonna come from the company's bank account, my personal bank account, or it's gonna come from stock, um, or you might even have a loan. So you might have an overdraft that you use to, um, to cover that money until you've made the profit back um, to put it back. So if your business is continuously making profit each month, then a loss like that um, is really just a, a dent or a blip on the radar. Um, proper insolvency occurs when the amount of money that's owed can't be covered by any combination of those things. So there's not enough stock to sell to cover the debt. Uh, there's not enough cash in the bank to cover the debt. You don't have enough assets to sell to cover the debt. Um, and you can't borrow to cover the debt. And if you have you know, a continuous period of time where you lose money, eventually all of those 
bank accounts. So you could call, you know, the bank, the bank account, the loaner bank account, your stocks a bank account, your plant and equipment could be a bank account, and you can sell any of those pieces to recover money to cover your debts, which is what happens in liquidation, except it's just taken out of your hands. So ultimately, if you do a budget and you stick to it, this is just like buying groceries and electricity for homeowners. If you do a budget and you stick to it, and you watch your numbers every single day, if not twice a day, three times a day, four times a day. <clears throat> First thing I did when I woke up was yesterday morning, I opened my bank account and checked my bank account. Right? My wife freaks out. What are you doing? Like checking my bank account. I want to know if anyone's paid cash in there. I want to know my cash position at the moment. I want to know um, where all my numbers are. I re run stock inventory valuation reports regularly to check how much stock we've got, see what's moving. And by doing that, if anything is amiss, if at any point it feels like, you know, we're not going to be able to make uh, a payment or someone goes bankrupt owing us a lot of money, then I've got options because I know in my head I've got a, I guess, an unofficial algorithm running all the time where I go, well, that's that's fucked, but I know where I can get some money to cover that. Um, and then I know that we've got this coming up and this coming up and this coming up. There's this much profit in it. We've got enough stock to cover it. We can reduce our stock buy $200,000 across the board. It's winter. We probably should be doing that anyway. And that is just converting stock to cash. And then we've got enough cash in the bank. And so you can kind of, you know, you run those, um, those numbers in your head. But if you're not across your numbers, it could go 90, 120, 365 days before you've realized that you're bankrupt. And that's when the insolvency question comes in. Like, did you know or didn't you know? And the ironic thing is, if you're a great director, you would know. Like, if you know what you're doing, you would know. But also, if you're that good, you won't go bankrupt. So it's this kind of like um, catch-22 where I think there needs to be more mechanisms in place um, around education for business owners before they start a business. And I also think that the government should be involved in insolvency in, in, a, in a stronger capacity. Um, and in a way that it doesn't, it's not insolvency firms that come in and do it because it's not impartial, I don't believe, um, from things that I hear. And sometimes um, the only people that are, that are making any money at the end of the day are the insolvency lawyers and not the people that are owed money, including the staff that have been hurt. So, you know, if the government are going to allow and I, this is my belief around all government things, if the government are going to put a rule in place, then they need to cover it. You know, if the government are going to make you stay home um, from work because um, they've got certain health reasons that they don't want you moving around in the public, then they should pay you to do it. If the government want to allow any Tom, Dick or Harry or Jenny or Sally to run a business without any prerequisites, when they go bankrupt, the government should cover it, right? Or don't let them do it. Put mechanisms in place where people that aren't educated enough to run a business um, don't do it. They get a job and they go work as a number two or a number three or a number four for someone and then they don't have to understand budgets and they don't have to understand uh, tax uh, obligations. They don't have to understand superannuation percentage changes and they don't have to stay across that because they're not fit for it. Um, but it just continues on. So anyway, that's uh, a roundabout way of answering the question and also probably just throwing a few of my opinions around that kind of thing. Um, it's, all, it's not going to change. Um, it'll just continue on. So uh, I say this regularly to people that I know in business, that business is like UFC, right? Protect yourself at all times. It's 
no one's coming to save your ass, right? Your accountant cares about you, but your accountant's running their business. And the government, they just want their tax, and your staff just want their pay, and your suppliers just want their money. So it's up to you to protect yourself. And if you're undereducated on this, go educate yourself, right? Do a course, do a TAFE course or a WEA course. Well, you know what? <clears throat> just watch YouTube videos on it and learn about it because as much as the, the, pro, like the pride of admitting you don't understand how to run a business is minute in comparison to the pride hit of going home to explain to your significant other and children that you're about to lose your house because you didn't know what you were doing and then someone executed on some personal guarantees and now you guys are going to go rent and mummy or daddy are going to go have to get a, a job which means they don't have the flexibility to come to your sporting events or to take you to your appointments because we're starting again so what's better admitting you probably need to learn some stuff or that anyway that's enough for me be kind to each other be kind to yourself talk to you tomorrow